Blog Talk Radio. So I want to share with you what I call the kingdom keys for success. We are about to go through some crisis in this country and every country. Some of you will lose your jobs. Some of your business will collapse. Some of you will have downsizing and right-sizing. Some of you will have problems trying to keep your house. And some of you are going to actually lose your capacity to generate income. And I've, I've been sent here by God, perhaps just among the other leaders, to tell you, look, if you're going to make it through the crisis, you have to focus on management. Here's God's successful key. Genesis 1.28 says these words, And the Lord blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that creeps upon the ground. Now, listen carefully, because this is really the heart of God's mandate. In Genesis 1.26, God says these words about you. Let them have dominion over the earth. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, God tells us how to do it. Dominion means to govern, to rule, to control, to manage, to lead. Now in verse 28, he tells us how to dominate the earth. He gives us the process. Please get your pen. You're going to write this down. Because anyone who wants to dominate in the earth will have to follow God's simple process. First of all, the four keys of principles of success in God's program. Number one, be fruitful. God never said to be seedful. The first command God gave man was to be what? Fruitful. It's impossible to, be, to produce fruit unless it was preceded by seed. God will never demand what doesn't exist already. So God's first command is to be fruitful. Now when I looked at the word fruitful in the original Hebrew, it does not mean to have children. It shocked me. For example, if having children was the essence of God's command, then Abraham didn't do a good job with just one legitimate child. The word fruitful, write it down, it means productive. Be productive. God's first command to humans is be productive. That means produce something. Poverty is the absence of self-production. I remember uh, when Jesus was laying on the floor one day eating, a woman walked in. She was, it was illegal for her to do that, where men were eating at that time, and she stepped over. Peter, James, and John, and she came to him, and she took this beautiful stone bottle, and she broke the top, and she poured this ointment over his body, and she began to rub it into his flesh and into his feet, and the scent filled the room, and right away, the men knew this scent indicates a quality of ointment that was very expensive. Matter of fact, it was imported from Egypt. They knew it. It was used for embalming bodies. It cost twelve to thirteen thousand dollars US in our day. That's why they said this is the year's wages in one bottle. And they complained to him and said, Sir, why do you let this woman waste this precious money on your body? And Jesus said something very important. They said it could have been given to the poor. His answer was the poor you always have with you. Now, when I look at the word poor there, it shocked me. It doesn't mean those who lack. It means non-productive ones. The first command of God is produce. Poverty is when you stop producing. And by the way, stay with me here. 
God said to Adam, be fruitful. God never gave Adam a chair or a table. He hid them in the trees. God never gave man shoes. He hid them in the cows. God never built a building before. He hid the buildings in the dirt, in the concrete. He hid the cars and the ore in the mountains. Be fruitful. Be productive. The future of Australia is not in America or England. It's in Australia. The capacity to produce is right here. Poverty is a lack of creativity, not a lack of resources. There is no crisis except a crisis of creativity. No money has left the planet. No matter what they say around the world, no money went to the moon, no money went to Mars, it's all still here. And it will be attracted to creativity because crisis creates creativity and innovation. It is those who are productive that will attract resources. is multiplied. Multiply means to reproduce what you produced. If you follow any successful company, you know, I was driving here a moment ago and I just saw McDonald's. And McDonald's uh, is far away from its original headquarters in, uh, in Orlando. And uh, it's amazing, when you go to McDonald's in any part of the world, it's the same burger. McDonald's has discovered God's program more effectively than the church. First of all, you what? Produce. Everybody say produce. In other words, you produce something. You produce one good item. McDonald's produced a product called Big Mac. You cannot find the Mac anywhere else. That's their fruit. But having a good product you will still die of starvation. A good idea doesn't make you wealthy or successful. You got to be able to move to stage number two. Multiply. Reproduce it. McDonald's have developed a system that can produce one billion burgers every single month. And it's the same Big Mac. In China, in Ukraine, in Mexico, it's the same burger. In the Bahamas, in Jamaica, in Trinidad, in London, it's the same burger. Why? They have learned to move God's second stage. They produce and then they reproduce. Every successful business on earth has stolen God's process. And only the church have missed it. That's why we're broke. Microsoft, Bill Gates produced one good fruit. And then he put the system in to multiply it. What you cannot reproduce will die. The third ex command of God is very important. He said replenish. Everybody said replenish. The word replenish means to distribute. You know, it's incredible God's ideas are all business ideas. Why? You are a manager. No matter how good your product is, and no matter how many times you reproduce it, nothing can destroy a company faster than dead inventory. Come on, businessmen, talk to me. You can have the best product in the world in the warehouse and still die of starvation. You must move to the third level of success, and that is distribution. This church was not built by God just to become a good product. He wants to reproduce this a thousand times in the city. And then he wants to distribute it to other nations of the world. Any company anywhere in the world who are successful have followed God's program. The fourth level 
of God's success management program is, he said, subdue. Subdue means to control the market. You know, McDonald's have no interest in competition. They are after domination. If you are in business and you don't have a plan to dominate the market, get out of the business. Bill Gates is the wealthiest man in the world today because he was the most successful human so far in our generation who successfully followed God's program. He produced a fruit, he reproduced it, and then he distributed it in every computer and he was so successful that the entire government was threatened in the United States. He began to dominate the entire computer market. So they called him into Congress, sat him down and said, you can't do this. You're too successful. You can't control every computer in the world. His success made him a threat. What are you doing with your gift? That's why I'm here today. You were born with a gift. Oh, I need two more sessions for this. This is too important. Listen to me. Your life is a packaged seed bag. Subdue, control. And God says if you follow these four principles, be fruitful, produce your gift, your product, multiply, reproduce it, replenish, distribute it, subdue, control the market, the result will be dominion. Dominion, therefore, is not a pursuit. It's a result. And the title of this specific lesson is Prosperity is Something You Do. And I want to make this personal. And I'm going to have you say to yourself, Prosperity is something that I do. Come on. Prosperity. It's good when you understand that because if you ever get the idea that prosperity is something that you do, then you take your power away from conditions and circumstances. Then from that point on, you're not making your prosperity dependent upon what the president does or does not do. This present president has already served you notice anyway. He told you before he was elected. And if you, whether you like him or not, you have to give him credit for being honest and keeping his promise. Before he was elected, he told you, if I'm elected, I ain't going to give you nothing. As a matter of fact, he went further than that. And he said, if I'm elected, I'm going to take from you what the Democrats gave you. And he's doing it, and boy, people are bawling. But you see, this lesson will give you the victory over all of that when you realize that prosperity is something that I do. Say it to yourself again. Prosperity is something that I do. I want to make it very, very personal. And I want you to say, my prosperity is something that I do. Say it again. My Get it out of your head that your prosperity is something that the president is supposed to do. Do you know most people who vote for somebody to be president or governor or mayor, you know why they do that? Because they're, they're really voting for this person to make them prosperous. <laughs> and whoever among the politicians can tell the biggest and the best <laughs> lie, I mean story, To make the people think that he or she is going to make them prosperous many times, that's the one that gets elected. But this is one error that the entire population is going to have to get out of. My prosperity is something that I do. Say it again. My 
Come on, stand up, because this is the first idea that I want to give you in this series. Because you're really not going to prosper until you come to the understanding that your prosperity is up to you. You say, yes, but Reverend Ike, I thought God in heaven was going to do it for me. God has already given you the laws of prosperity, the rules of prosperity, which we're going to share in this lesson and in these series. But you see, you must apply the rules of prosperity. You see, that's another thing. God Almighty is not even going to apply the rules for you. Back to the old cliche again. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. All right. I want you to yell this at yourself. I want you to call yourself by your first name and jab yourself in the chest with your finger and say to yourself, John or Joan or whatever your name is, your prosperity is something that you do and you're talking to yourself. Go ahead and do it. Your prosperity is something that you do. But you see, it's a wonderful thing when you take responsibility for your own prosperity because then you take your prosperity out of other people's hands. And as long as your destiny or your prosperity are in other people's hands, you are in trouble. I've told you this many times and it's worth repeating also. One of the things about a lot of people is that they just don't want to take responsibility for themselves. They don't want to take responsibility for their fate. There's something in human nature that wants to depend on other people to do everything for them and to blame other people when things don't go like they want them to go. And that's where we're different in this church, in this philosophy. We believe in... It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everyone. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing out there? Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Hope everyone's okay out there, having a good and prosperous week. Um, how's your week, Tasia? Oh, fine. It's good. Yeah, I can't complain. It has not been a bad week for me at all. Um. Doing a lot to just stay focused. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, I mean, you know, it's sad, but we still keep going through the same cycles of what's going on out there in the world as far as melanated people being targeted, uh, slaughtered, or harassed, just picked on. Um, it's crazy what's going on right now. Um, yeah, so. I try not to um, get caught up in all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you can't help to be affected. Yeah, you, you can't or, ignore it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I do try to protect my peace and try to live under a rock, per se, because in my bubble, the world is better. And I keep myself from being so distracted and consumed, but when something resonates with you, it I mean, it can resonate. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy down in, uh, what was it, North Carolina? Yeah. North Carolina? Yeah. One of those, you know, being harassed by the former Army. Yeah, military. Yeah, what was he? What was he, Army? He was one of those. Yeah, but he, um, you know, he was arrested and everything else. Um, that's just, I mean, that's really what he gets, you know, for picking with someone that wasn't bothering him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually good to see something like that come out of it. Um, and then the people that linked up, like, ASAP and went and marched out there or stood out there from that guy's house mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but it's unfortunate that a lot of people have still lost their lives this week due to senseless nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just quite sad. Um, but like I said, I don't know the very 
intricate details because I try not to get consumed because I know where that took me, like, over the summer. It was just so sad. I mean, we just came up on the anniversary of, what, George Floyd's death. And so I remember how horrible that was mm-hmm. to pop up on my timeline and watch that whole seven-minute video, whatever. Um, it was just terrible, traumatic. And then all the other videos from other angles. So anyway, I learned, and not just him, it was other people. I think my worst, the worst one that affected me was Blando. Uh, was it? Yeah. He, his death by the cops. That ruined my entire week. <laughs> so anyway, so I don't know the details. There was um, a death recently at the um hospital this week, too. And the only reason I know about that is because, you know, they talk about it at work, you know, send emails out and all that stuff. But as far as the details, I don't have that um, because I try to keep my mental state. I know what happens to people like me out there. So I do precautionary measures. I try to, you know, we all try to, but you can still be targeted. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but, you know, try to educate others, you mm-hmm. know, our um, young kings and young queens to be aware of their surroundings. And it's sad that it's this way, but you got to make sure that mm-hmm. they they know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on. We can't hide it from the children. I mean, we even talk about human trafficking and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, ways of getting out of situations. You have to be real with your children, like, so that they will be able to think fast if they're ever in a situation as far as, like, zip ties and how to get out of trunks and things like that and how to signal people if you are being trafficked. Like, I just learned of the sign language. Universal sign language. Yeah, for that. Like, you know, it's just all types of things to say a blessing one. But, yeah. So I think during these times, um, important to make sure you're doing some self-care mental health wise mm-hmm. make sure that you're meditating make sure that you're mm-hmm. make sure that you're meditating praying getting out getting some sun walking jogging biking doing whatever makes you happy if that's throwing playing catch with your children or going out on dates or watching a movie something just make sure do what you love. If you like to paint, play an instrument, I don't know. Listen to music. Get your stagnant energy going. Dance. Something. Make sure you're released. Mm-hmm. All of that is part of being holistic, you know. Take your vitamins. I mean, because right now we all know what's going on in our world as far as uh, the media. The media is instilling fear, so much fear. Mm-hmm. Which is a, that is my main reason for staying unplugged um, because, I mean, but, you know, the field that we're in, like, I want to live under a rock, but I can't per se. But I like to stay in my bubble. But, I mean, we know what's going on um, with the vaccination and all the vaccines, um, what's happening to people and what's not happening to people. People are getting it, and they're saying they're perfectly fine. Um, but there's also a, a hold. They stopped the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Um, and there's just a lot of scare going on, um, some as should be. But, you know, the cult, like the media controls and loves to put fear instill fear in you. So all you can do is take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're only responsible for yourself. So first and foremost, self-care. So, like, I wanted to read y'all what, you know, for those, I mean, we know that they stopped the vaccine by Johnson & Johnson, and it says as of April 12th, more than 6.8 million doses of the Johnson Johnson vaccine have been administered in the U.S. So the CDC and the FDA are reviewing data involving six reported U.S. cases of a rare and severe blood type of blood clot in individuals after receiving the Johnson Johnson vaccine. In these cases, a type of blood clot called cerebral venous sinus thrombosis was seen in 
combination with low levels of blood platelets. All six cases occurred among women between the ages 8 to 48, I mean, I'm sorry, 18 and 48, and symptoms occurred 6 to 13 days after vaccination. Treatment of these specific type of blood clots is different from the treatment that might typically be administered. Um, yeah, so there's that, um, and they're only talking about six reported cases when there were over 6.8 million doses given. That, I mean, that doesn't even sound right, but mm-hmm. um, there's a reason why they're stopping it. But you guys, mainly when you so we know someone that got it. Um, that particular one, and you get the form, the fact sheet. sheet. If you look at the fact sheet, it's online as well. But one of the things it says is there is no U.S. FDA approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. It says it right there. It also says that the Johnson COVID-19 vaccine is an unimproved vaccine. There is no FDA-approved vaccine to prevent COVID-19. It says it a couple times. Yeah, on Pfizer says sheet. it, too. Oh, I'm saying. Yeah, they all have fact sheets, and it says the same. I don't think people realize that, but also people don't read the fact sheet, but also people do, people do know what they're doing. I mean, not everybody's oblivious and blind. People are like, okay, there's a whole template. You know, they don't care mm-hmm. about that it wasn't on. Um, a long trial and things like that, um, you know, people think they're ahead of the game and they want to um, go ahead and get this done despite everything that's happening to other people. I just, yeah. I mean, they have that right. You have the right yeah, to. just like we have the right to be unplugged. To be unplugged. Mm-hmm. To not choose to get the vaccine. If you don't want to. And yeah. if you want to, get it. Just know that, I mean, with everything, there's a Right, he could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the media has such a hold. It's affecting so many people in the area of fear. And we know what fear does. Fear mm-hmm. can stagnate you. It can help you to, it can cause you to make rash decisions that you wouldn't even normally make. It can make you think irrationally. Um, it can make you not move forward. It can mm-hmm. cause depression. It can do a lot of things. So just try to reel it back in, everybody. So basically, we just want to remind everyone um, that you are in control of your own world. These things do not have to affect you, does not have to touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like just like what um, Dr. Miles Monroe was saying on the clip earlier, like, we have dominion right now. Right. So we can speak to our situation, actively work in our situation, mm-hmm. and have it work for us. Absolutely. So um, there is a scripture that we wanted to read to you guys. Um, let me pull it up really quick. And... I'll start with Matthew 8, 23 through 27. And it reads, Now when he got into the boat, followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And then I'm going to read another Another one. Um, it, this one's Mark 4, 35 to 41. 
And it reads, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. He was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I don't know. I just think that that is relevant. We've heard the story, and most of, almost everybody has. But it's all—it's just a reminder that you can take dominion over your situation, over your storms, mm-hmm. and cause there to be a great calm. You can rebuke whatever chaos mm-hmm. is going on in your life. Yeah, and I um I wanted to take a look at uh what Jesus was doing before um they came and got him out mm-hmm. of his rest. Now Jesus was in a peaceful place already because he was resting. Mm-hmm. He was resting his headship, his leadership. He was resting because he had taught. He gave out. He took action, and mm-hmm. then he had to replenish himself, and he needed to go to the peaceful state. He went to the stern. He went. He was in a area yeah. where he didn't want anybody around. So when you say mm-hmm. that you have to block out mm-hmm. everything else that's going around you, he wasn't even – he was so peaceful he was resting, like at, no matter whatever else was going on around him. Mm-hmm. He still was at peace with where he was at. And he also had faith. Mm-hmm. So that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, and as leaders, sometimes you want to be able to rest. And the people that your disciples, the people that you teach, uh, your mentors, um, the disciples, they had the ability to do what Jesus did. It was in them. I mean, they did it. They might not have done it right then and there, but we know they could because after Jesus left, they were doing miracles. Even Mm -hmm. with Jesus, they were doing miracles. So they had the authority inside of them. They had that inside Mm -hmm. them to do, Mm -hmm. the ability to do it. But Jesus had to demonstrate that to them so they could see what their – what abilities they had, right. their hidden potential that they didn't know they had. Right. So not only was just their boat affected, but there's other little boats. So mm-hmm. not only the pressure was on their boat, because whatever, the bigger, they had the bigger boat. So the other people that were following, too, as well, was going through the same storms. And, um, as Jesus, he had to do, he did action. The first thing he, he did, he, he wrote, he got up. So that takes action. You have to take action towards your situation, the storm, whatever is happening, whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And he did that, and then he rebuked it. That was something verbally that he did. He rebuked it. He told it yeah. to stop. He told it to He rebuked the wind. And then he spoke to the water. Sometimes you have to speak to those situations. Mm-hmm. So that resistance against you, um, whatever it is. And then he gave it instruction. Mm-hmm. He um, right. commanded it. He, um, he said, dominion over it. Like, 
Thumbrow did. He was uh, in an authoritative manner. So in confidence, like and he confidence. knew he could. He knew he could do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then he's telling them, "Where is your faith? Why?" He said, "Why don't you have any mm-hmm. faith? Like none." Mm-hmm. And um, out of reaction, the mm-hmm. winds and <laughs> even the the waves. They okay. obeyed him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what <laughs> manner of man is this? Mm-hmm. And what they didn't realize, they had it also inside of them. But first, in order for the situation to be peaceful, to show on the outward, to show to manifest, you have to have peace inside of you. So it wouldn't have been peace mm-hmm. being still if it wasn't already in, in him. him. Right. So how do you think Jesus even obtained that type of peace and that type of faith in spent time mm-hmm. in God's presence? Right. Spent time, sometimes we have to be in that um, isolated area, not move and have that peace until we get instruction, until we get filled up our cup. And let's not, like this was, a scary situation. This was not, uh, oh, like a storm that we have. They were worried they were going to die. Oh, like they were going to die. The boats were getting filling up with water, and they were. that means it was going to sink. Mm-hmm. They didn't have life jackets. Not everybody could swim. So he's like, why don't you care? Like you're, you're asleep. Like he, he wasn't laying down. He wasn't resting. He was asleep. He was asleep while all of this was going on. Nothing even disturbed his peace. Nothing. Not even, that was a death situation. Not even death. Not even death disturbed him because he just knew, like, you know, I mean, it couldn't touch him. It was not yet time. It could not come nigh his belly. You know what I mean? Where he was, like, he wasn't going to die. Yeah, so make sure you have peace. Create that peace for you. Make sure you're surrounded at all costs by peace. Nothing like not have. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. you have to have it. Assemble, build that peaceful place. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have to release whatever um, fear people try to pump in, mm-hmm. if you have to get rid of that. Just don't even know that. Just you know, don't even receive it. Because they try to do it. They tried to pump fear into Jesus, and he's like, nah. He's like, wait, no. Let me show you how you handle it. And I mean, some some people right now out there, you guys have that. You're like confident, like oh, this. Okay, so this is even going to even touch me. I know, like we. I mean, hey, I just already declared over my life, so you know. I mean, while everyone else is in a frenzy, I, I mean, people really tune into numbers every day mm-hmm. on what this is doing. I do not do that. I like that will enter. Do you not realize you what you put in your subconscious? Like I am becoming so aware of what I put in my subconscious. If I spend hours on some nonsense, that will pop up in my subconscious later. And I mean, most of the time, it's like as soon as I wake up. Mm-hmm. In the rising, why would I want that to be at the top of my mind, subconsciously, at my at the nonsense in the rising? I don't have time for that. Sure, you have to get up your whole day. That manifests in some type of way, and it's like, whoa, what am I? I can't, I can't invest. I look at it as I cannot invest in, I cannot invest my time into things that are not serving me. So I'm wasting time. So you're wasting time scrolling on people's pages, um, looking at drama, looking at fearful things. I mean, it doesn't even serve you. Or the things you listen to. You got to be careful what you listen to, too, on repeat, because that that gets in my subconscious as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens, but, like, sometimes there's stuff that just won't get out of my head for, like, a week. And it's, like, right there. It's, like... Your insides. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Clearly seeing it, you know, let it be something good. So I purposely have to play certain things positive. 
that way it's getting in me. Because mm-hmm. right now I'm super sensitive, so I cannot. You think I'm going to be sitting around listening to something deadly mm-hmm. all day? Knowing that. Yeah, but it's going to pop up. Yeah, some people that just keep the news on 24-7 all day. Yeah, we all got it. Like, we have our own close loved ones that are in the fear tactic. They're, I mean, it's working. Fear is rampant inside of them. Like, I don't even think people realize how debilitating that can be. Like, fear can... Like, your health can decline from fear and stress. I mean, you could, I mean, inflammation and everything, like the chemicals that get released, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have some aches that you didn't even know you had. You might have some artery blockage and some heart attacks, you know, symptoms because from fear. And then some, sometimes there is a induced heart attack or a heart attack that's caused from stress and broken heart and all that stuff. Um, And it's just not good. We all know this. I mean, but it's just a reminder, like, you better speak to that situation. I know when people are telling me, like, they were telling me, like, you need to get that Johnson Johnson vaccine. So that's the best one. It has everything. You just do the one shot. Now it's like recall. And you never know. The people that thought it wasn't going to happen to them, they have side effects. We saw some people with some crazy side effects. Some people aren't even living. So, I mean, why would I put myself through that? I don't want to do something I don't want to do. Right. I mean, most of the time people are taking the luck of the draw. Like, I know people that are praying for before they get it, during, and after, just because they're just taking a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the day. So it's like, uh, give people time. If they want to wait, they're like, I'm going to wait for it. I know people that are just like, I'm going to wait for everybody else to get it. I know somebody that waited until their own sibling got it, and they're like, well, we got the same DNA, so they went and got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, let people have that. I don't think people should, like, pressure anybody into doing something, like, so experimental, like, you don't even know, like, it's not even approved yet. Like, it's not even approved yet. And we know it doesn't always mean anything if it is, but they can't even approve it yet. I don't know, but that's not on me. So, you know, to let people be, it's not affecting you. Are you sick? Like, I am not. I'm nowhere near sick. I don't even remember last time my people close to me, my household has been sick. Like, we don't get sick. Continue to claim that. Yeah. So I just, and there's a lot of other things that can't touch here. We are protected. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's getting rough, but or it can, it's not really getting, it's not really rough. I won't even claim that, mm-hmm. you know, at all. <laughs> People are saying. <laughs> I don't even know because I'm, I'm literally in the bubble. I don't even know. I'll just take their, I don't even take their word for it because I haven't seen it for myself. But because our storms, our obstacles, our situations, every, as soon as they come, yeah. You just rebuke it. Like, oh, uh, there's a lot of things I don't receive, even over my relationships. People say, oh, you're going to go through this, you're going to go through that. And I get it when it's coming from a, I'm not living in La La Land. I know things happen, but listen, I don't receive that mess. Because you went through one thing don't mean that I will go through the same thing. Everybody's relationship is different. I already know I've been through my own things. <laughs> I've been through some things that you haven't been through. No idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, so I'm like, I don't gotta claim everything. I don't have to receive it all. Everything. If you want to send some great blessings, you know, whatever prosperity, positive, positive words. things, yeah. I can receive it. But listen, don't be speaking anything negative. I don't gotta claim that. But I'm not like 
oblivious to life and relationships, <laughs> anything, you know. We have our own issues. We have our own worries. We're not supposed to worry about anything, but we all have our own little things. So, yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Well, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, just a reminder for everybody to stay motivated. I know it seems like we talk like that a lot, but I don't know. This time is like we need a reminder, like Jesus was like a prime king example. So we're supposed to be just like him. We're supposed to be actually better than him. We should be able to operate in it. So as if, if this world gets any crazier, we're going to have to just speak to the to the, to the waves, speak to the wind, command, whatever you said. He, yeah, and he think did. on a higher level. On a higher level. Got it. Untouchable. Like, he was, he felt like he was untouchable. Mm-hmm. How can you get to that way? How can you get to that point? So, I don't know. We, we're practicing it now. We're trying to get our spiritual, uh, our spiritual powers. <laughs> We're trying to get those um, enhanced. Because we have them. We just need to sharpen it and flow. So, anyway, we won't keep you all along. we got other things going on. I have a new niece that was just born right before the show. So, you want to see her? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to check in with people. And, I mean, life being brought forth to this earth side. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, let's talk about the announcements. Sorry, before we let you guys go. Um, and by the way, my credit score is still going up. I mean, pretty soon I'm going to be high 700 and no longer in the middle. Um, and then who knows what's after that, but, you know. Only because my third party debt letters work. So you guys make sure you do that mm-hmm. if that's what you have. If you have third party debt, hit us up. Go to jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com, purchase the template. It is well worth it. Um, we also do consultations and we also have the firearm webinar. We have a pandemic survival guide on our website. Um, anyway, we have a lot more on there, so check it out. Mm-hmm. And tune in every Thursday for us. But Sunday is Independent Thinkers with Beth, Monday, Monday show. Both shows, all the shows are 7 p.m. through Tuesday with our king. Um, Wednesday, Solomon's Temple at 10 a.m. That's the only show that's not 7 p.m. Tune in right here. I mean, or you can tune in on YouTube. Sorry, we haven't been on YouTube lately, but, you know, we'll try to work on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, tune yeah. in on YouTube for our game show as well. All right. Everyone, we wish you all peace, love, prosperity, happiness, joy, all of the good things, none of the bad things. All right. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you guys next week. So I want to share with you what I call the kingdom keys for success. We are about to go through some crisis in this country and every country. Some of you will lose your job. Some of your business will collapse. Some of you will have downsizing and right-sizing. Some of you will have problems trying to keep your house. And some of you are going to actually lose your capacity to generate income. And I've, I've been sent here by God, perhaps just among the other leaders, to tell you, look, if you're going to make it through the crisis, you have to focus on management. Here's God's successful key. Genesis 1.28 says these words, 
And the Lord blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that creeps upon the ground. Now, listen carefully because this is really the heart of God's mandate. In Genesis 1.26, God says these words about you. Let them have dominion over the earth. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, God tells us how to do it. Dominion means to govern, to rule, to control, to manage, to lead. Now in verse 28, he tells us how to dominate the earth. He gives us the process. Please get your pen. You're going to write this down. Because anyone who wants to dominate in the earth will have to follow God's simple process. First of all, the four keys of principles of success in God's program. Number one, be fruitful. God never said to be seedful. The first command God gave man was to be what? Fruitful. It's impossible to, be, to produce fruit unless it was preceded by seed. God will never demand what doesn't exist already. So God, first command is to be fruitful. Now when I looked at the word fruitful in the original Hebrew, it does not mean to have children. It shocked me. For example, if having children was the essence of God's command, then Abraham didn't do a good job with just one legitimate child. The word fruitful, write it down, it means productive. Be productive. God's first command to humans is be productive. That means produce something. Poverty is the absence of self-production. I remember uh, when Jesus was laying on the floor one day eating, a woman walked in. She was, it was illegal for her to do that, where men were eating at that time, and she stepped over. Peter, James, and John, and she came to him, and she took this beautiful stone bottle, and she broke the top, and she poured this ointment over his body, and she began to rub it into his flesh and into his feet, and the scent filled the room, and right away, the men knew this scent indicates a quality of ointment that was very expensive. Matter of fact, it was imported from Egypt. They knew it. It was used for embalming bodies. It cost twelve to thirteen thousand dollars US in our day. And that's why they said this is a year's wages in one bottle. And they complained to him and said, Sir, why do you let this woman waste this precious money on your body? And Jesus said something very important. They said it could have been given to the poor. His answer was the poor you always have with you. Now, when I look at the word poor there, it shocked me. It doesn't mean those who lack. It means non-productive ones. The first command of God is produce. Poverty is when you stop producing. And by the way, stay with me here. God said to Adam, be fruitful. God never gave Adam a chair or a table. He hid them in the trees. God never gave man shoes. He hid them in the cows. God never built a building before. He hid the buildings in the dirt, in the concrete. He hid the cars in the ore, in the mountains. Be fruitful. Be productive. The future of Australia is not in America or England. It's in Australia. The capacity to produce is right here. 
Poverty is a lack of creativity, not a lack of resources. There is no crisis except a crisis of creativity. No money has left the planet. No matter what they say around the world, no money went to the moon, no money went to Mars, it's all still here. And it will be attracted to creativity because crisis creates creativity and innovation. It is those who are productive that will attract resources. Is multiply. Multiply means to reproduce what you produced. If you follow any successful company, you know, I was driving here a moment ago and I just saw McDonald's. And McDonald's uh, is far away from its original headquarters in, uh, in Orlando. And uh, it's amazing, when you go to McDonald's in any part of the world, it's the same burger. McDonald's has discovered God's program more effectively than the church. First of all, you what? Produce. Everybody say produce. In other words, you produce something. You produce one good item. McDonald's produced a product called Big Mac. You cannot find the Mac anywhere else. That's their fruit. But having a good product you will still die of starvation. A good idea doesn't make you wealthy or successful. You got to be able to move to stage number two. Multiply. Reproduce it. McDonald's have developed a system that can produce one billion burgers every single month. And it's the same Big Mac. In China, in Ukraine, in Mexico, it's the same burger. In the Bahamas, in Jamaica, in Trinidad, in London, it's the same burger. Why? They have learned to move God's second stage. They produce, and then they reproduce. Every successful business on earth has stolen God's process, and only the church have missed it. That's why we're broke. Microsoft, Bill Gates produced one good fruit. And then he put the system in to multiply it. What you cannot reproduce will die. The third ex command of God is very important. He said replenish. Everybody said replenish. The word replenish means to distribute. You know, it's incredible God's ideas are all business ideas. Why? You are a manager. No matter how good your product is, and no matter how many times you reproduce it, nothing can destroy a company faster than dead inventory. Come on, businessman, talk to me. You can have the best product in the world in the warehouse and still die of starvation. You must move to the third level of success, and that is distribution. This church was not built by God just to become a good product. He wants to reproduce this a thousand times in the city. And then he wants to distribute it to other nations of the world. Any company anywhere in the world who are successful have followed God's program. The fourth level of God's success management program is, he said, subdue. Subdue means to control the market. You know, McDonald's have no interest in competition. They are after domination. If you are in business and you don't have a plan to dominate the market, get out of the business. Bill Gates is the wealthiest man in the world today because he was the most successful human so far in our generation who successfully followed God's program. He produced a fruit, he reproduced it, and then he distributed it in every computer, and he was so successful 
that the entire government was threatened in the United States. He began to dominate the entire computer market. So they called him into Congress, sat him down, and said, you can't do this. You're too successful. You can't control every computer in the world. His success made him a threat. What are you doing with your gift? That's why I'm here today. You were born with a gift. Oh, I need two more sessions for this. This is too important. Listen to me. Your life is a packaged seed bag. Subdue, control. And God says, if you follow these four principles, be fruitful, produce your gift, your product, multiply, reproduce it, replenish, distribute it, subdue, control the market, the result will be dominion. Dominion, therefore, is not a pursuit. It's a result. 